Welcome to the Modern Feminine Podcast. I'm Angela. And I'm Allison, and we're your hosts. On this podcast, we dive deep into real-life topics and don't shy away from the hard stuff. Our mission is to eliminate the shame surrounding hard conversations and encourage more open dialogue about femininity and unapologetic authenticity. And sometimes we're just two friends bullshitting over an espresso martini. We'd love for you to join us. No, I don't know what a shacket is. You got a new shacket. (laughs) Yes, we're recording. Hey, guys. Um, Yeah, I got a new shacket. So you don't know what a shacket is. It's a jacket shirt. I was going to guess sweater jacket. I think that's like a... But that would be swacket. swacket. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the jacket is a jacket shirt. Yeah. Did you see what I was wearing? Do you pay any attention to I almost said wardrobe? something. I was like, hey, PDX over there. PDX. <laughs> <laughs> it feels very lumberjacky. It does. Yeah. Yes, I think yes. that's what I'll call it is a lumberjacky. Lumberjacky. Like jacket. Yeah. I, um, I get it. <laughs> I'm not that uncool. Thank you. I was like almost matching every man at Taco Cello today. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, the amount of uh, what plaid yeah. that I would see in Portland. I don't necessarily I see that same amount here, but I feel like this time of year, it's like more common, mm-hmm. yeah. but the, the tones, allowed again. Yeah, it fell on the floor, but the tones of this one, like I just like, like it's warm, mm-hmm. like yeah, cozy. Um, it looked very cozy. Yeah, it's definitely like I was, and I like this long. Like it, I'm mm-hmm. like I love a long cardigan. So I'm vibe. just, I really am not that cool with fashion things because I just thought you bought it, like you bought the shirt oversized rather than it's intentionally oh. made to be a jacket. It is okay, especially because it like goes down to my calves. Yeah, no, it's like <laughs> really long. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Um, okay, cough break. Yeah. <laughs> no, I noticed you went down to your calves. I just, I don't know, maybe, you know, you were just buying Paul Bunyan size or something. Yeah, really, but, like Bigfoot. But yeah. um, no, yeah, I, I just, I've had so many compliments on it today. <laughs> just, this is the first time I've ever worn it. That's great. It was today and I was like, wow, thanks so much. Yeah, I, I didn't know about this. Uh, um, So yeah, I went to lunch with Raul, met up. We actually got on his calendar today. It's a nice little change. <laughs> sweet. How sweet of him. So wait, why does he like Taco Cello so much? I mean, I think because one time he saw La Abuelita making the corn tortillas, you oh, know, gosh, and he got yeah. the whole vibe. And so right, I think yeah. ever since he's like, I love that place. But the food is good. Like the tacos are really are good. Yeah. Um, okay. Um. Yeah. I'm not impressed with the salsas and like their guacamole is like the the dinkiest guacamole yeah but well, um, a side of guac is the same size as a side of salsa ramekin i'm yes, like uh-uh yeah. exactly yeah it's like three times the size yeah yeah and it's like not even a half of an avocado you know like yeah, to make no, that so yeah. yeah but um i don't know okay he just likes it i was just curious so he what because he's a bit of an expert opinion yeah Due to his, yeah, you know, heritage upbringing. Yeah, he's a little pickier in the Mexican food for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, so that's what I was curious. When we have a lot here, yeah, and it's growing, but yeah, I've only had it there when it was first Friday. You know, have you oh. guys ever? I'm guessing you haven't no. done a first Friday. No, it's yeah. like the farmers market, kind of. Yeah, thing, it's right? like yeah, like a I want to say like Mexican farmers market style. What they oh. think of as farmers market rather than what we do, like. You know, the streets are closed down with all yeah. sorts of vendors and music playing and stuff like that. But yeah, first Friday of the month. And because Taco Cello is right on Roosevelt, it's they yeah. just like have like a booth kind of setup thing. So oh, I've only okay. had it. I've like walked up to eat it there. Yeah. A time or two. Yeah. It's decent. Their horchata is really yummy. Oh. Um, yeah. They have horchata and Jamaica. I had a sip of Oh, Raul got one, and I just had a sip of okay. it. He like downed it. Yeah, but when, it was bomb. Yeah, when I used to live uh, in Tempe, close to Guadalupe, I mm. would just go into Guadalupe and yes, order uh, this one little place. I have no idea if it's still there, but I would get uh, chili relleno and horchata. Oh, yeah. yum! <laughs> that was fun. Yes, yeah. 
So yeah, and then I I, I got like a co- a coffee from Provision because I'm never on the side of town. Only when I'm coming to see you. Yeah, and you I don't Provision without me. I mean, you're at the gym. I'm actually going to Provision tomorrow. Just you? kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you go without me on a regular basis. I, know, I was going to say, wait a second. I've been there many times. Yeah. Yeah. I brought home a scone. Brought home. Brought home. Brought to your home. A scone for us to share. My home is your home. Yeah, I feel it. Uh, yeah, gluten free maple con maple no maple what? espresso. Oh, maple espresso. I need to do that next time. Yeah, mine bomb. I liked mine, but <laughs> it was so good. But yeah, and then I got here, and you had yeah, made scones. that was so funny. Yeah, she brought me a scone, and I'd already I made them this morning and them the put fridge. them on the sheet pan, had them ready to to bake. And yeah. yeah, they were delicious. You liked them? So okay. good, okay. so good with melted butter. You can butter. take some. Yeah, yummy. My kids will like them. So today, yeah, tell tell us what you're what we're talking about. Today. We're talking about <laughs> self destruction. <laughs> self destruction, yay! Woo. Super exciting topic. Great topic. Um, yeah, I think it's it's really uh, relatable though. And yeah. we were when we we're talking about it, we we're talking about like what is the point of us doing this? Like, what's the what's our goal in mind by sharing and talking bringing more of this stuff to light? You know, yeah. And the reason we felt most called to was just eliminating the shame around things that all of us normal human beings experience in normal Mm -hmm. life yeah um and there's just so much shame around it yeah i think it's like the most shame that and like you know if you've i know you know a lot of brene brown stuff but i feel like that's a lot of what she knows she calls herself a shame researcher and when she talks about it she talks about the shame being one of the worst i think she says shame and like terror are the two worst emotions yeah. that we can experience as humans, but terror is like not something that we experience these days in our regular. Yeah. And so, like, shame is something that everybody's carrying around, I think, specifically around, for the most part, these types of things. Yeah. It's like, I think everybody has something or a handful of things. And, you know, because shame is such a horrible feeling, mm-hmm. um, we aren't. You know, we're not talking about them, probably even with our close friends a lot of times, you know. Yeah. When you and I were just chatting about this before we started recording, I was like, wait, what do you think my destructive? And we were just yeah. going back yeah. and forth. And I was like scared of what you were going to say because yeah, we get deep and we talk about a lot yeah. all the time, but not necessarily wanting to even go there. Yeah. Because well, it's, it's hard. Intimate. Yeah. yeah it and is. it's vulnerable. Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of something personally my... I don't know if you would attest to this, but I feel like me as a person being vulnerable is kind of something that I just generally am. It's like a <laughs> just like a personality trait. I'm geeking out on it just because of people that I have known in my life that are like, I'm pretty sure you get off on being vulnerable. Like I get accused Ew. of being like too vulnerable you know like I need it or something and it's always you know I enjoy connection with people and vulnerability is required for that right right. like real true connection so yeah maybe in some ways I get off on being vulnerable but it's also just a genuine I think part of both you and I and probably how we connected early on is just like our ability and desire to do that knowing that the outcome of vulnerability is almost always positive and I think that we have like tricked our (laughs) society like social media has tricked us into thinking that you know that level of vulnerability has got a bad outcome right yeah rather than too much something good yeah Yeah. too much yeah and I posted something on Instagram recently that was a meme it's I can't think of word for word but it was like whenever I ask you like how's your day like I want the long version like oh yeah you know I remember that story yeah no way (laughs) (laughs) Oh, teasing each other about memorizing each other's posts. Yeah, yeah. I was like, how much background do we give with this right here? Yeah. But yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I posted that and one of my friends um, responded to it and she was like, I've noticed that about you that like everything is deep. She didn't say that. And I was like, yeah. Everything is deep. Yeah. And I was really surprised because it's not someone that's like, 
I, you know, that's like super in my close circles or yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. And um, I was like, did you really notice that? Like, I was like super. Were you flattered? Or- flattered? <laughs> well, flattered that like, she, I, like she saw me, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like yes, I'm putting quotes yeah. like, like air quotes, like, yeah. like you just really, truly see somebody. And I think it takes a special person to be able to do that. Right. Yeah. Like, on like she's Instagram. paying attention. Yeah. 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 But no, I mean, I agree with her. And I yeah. don't know if you could say the same for me, but it's like, even of though course, we're not yeah. showing our whole lives and or speaking publicly about like <laughs> our destructive behaviors, yeah, really. I still think that like when you have the intention of being authentic and vulnerable, you, like you're not going to show up fake, right? Yeah. I think that's really probably yeah, yeah. a lot of what she senses is that like, yeah. The stuff that you're sharing and I try to do the same is meaningful. Yeah. Right. Like right. there's a lot of intention behind yeah. how you're showing up. Yeah. And it has like another side to it where I don't always I get bored in relation French friendships. Like I get bored. <laughs> well, no, I mean in interactions that are super Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. You're cringing. Just the way that you said it. I was like, like oh no. No, like, I think in general, I don't think it has to be super cringy. No, I know what you mean. Now, it took a yeah. second, though. Oh, Meaning, okay. like, you want the depth, right? Yes. Like, you'll get bored without having that and having the connection and having vulnerability. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't feel as the, okay. I don't feel the, the buy-in, so I'm not yeah. buying in. My brain just went immediately to, like, I get bored of friendships, and I'm like, do I have, like, oh, a, <laughs> a timer on day. Yeah, We're getting like, close. Are you, am I still entertaining <laughs> Oh no, <laughs> no. It just took my brain a second to be like, oh, okay, no, wait, wait. I know where you're going with this. Yeah, yeah like anyway. it's. I I searched that out, and even earlier, you were like, you don't have that many close friends, and it's because, yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. Like that's kind of on purpose because I need a depth, and there's only so much energy for that. Yeah, yeah. But um, anyways, we took a little bit of a left turn, yeah. but I think right. it kind of works. It does. Yeah, I mean, it all kind of. Goes into what we're talking about. So yeah, self-destructive so, behaviors. Yeah. And what did you say? Breaking breaking patterns. Yeah. Like recognizing those for ourselves and how to break them. Yep. Um, I was I want to look back at the our notes of what, what we wanted to call it because yeah, breaking old patterns. Breaking right. old patterns, yeah. Yeah, because I mean we were kind of kind of debriefing before recording and like thinking through like what what are things and I think we've normalized it in our life that it's so normal for us to do these behaviors and then be frustrated that we're doing them that we couldn't even think of what they were (laughs) yeah it took a minute yeah but do you want to start off for you what do you want uh sure no I can go um because we were kind of chatting first before this uh about some of our past um destructive behaviors and um, what that looked like. And so just sharing a little bit of my process, I guess, with old me, new me, recognizing those things Mm -hmm. and why it was happening. So um, one that first came to mind for me was the the buffer of, um, so this was years, years ago, but I had a lot of difficulty in my life and um, a lot of like chaos and things throughout the daytime. And I was raised as a night owl. My whole family is that way. And quite mm-hmm. a bit of my family is still that way. But um, I would buffer the discomfort of my life and just want to be awake late at night. And, you know, I'd, it didn't really work with yeah. our lifestyle. Like when I, cause I was, I was married at the time and, you know, he had a normal more than nine to five job he worked a lot and so he would need to get to bed and need to get up early and then and often like he'd go to bed and and part of it was definitely like escaping that situation but also Mm -hmm. just wanting to be alone in the quiet of nighttime you know without any expectation pressure to perform do this or that and I would procrastinate going to bed and I was also much heavier and dealing with a lot of health problems and insomnia, pretty chronic insomnia. Mm -hmm. And so getting into bed was also very stressful. So I would just delay it and bake a lot. (laughs) So, you know, back when I had the Cocoa Palette uh, chocolate business, I ran for a couple of years and I made artisan chocolates and chocolate croissant and macarons and different things. I would just bake and 
<laughs> uh, she's recording me so I was adjusting myself but yeah I would I would just it was just such a buffer and at the time I would justify it by saying like this is me time you know I deserve mm-hmm. a treat I deserve this you know quiet peace you know part of this was happening while we had the foster boys for quite a while and I was just so happy to have the world be quiet and I would say these different dialogues in my head of you know how I deserved that and I would eventually fall asleep at I don't know two or three in the morning and he'd pop out of bed at five in the morning and I would try to fall back asleep and it was just this cycle that was perpetual and I would feel this like I would say somewhat artificial level of peace at nighttime yeah but then it was just perpetuating this whole like even more chaos throughout the day and dysfunction in my body and everything so it's so relatable though especially to I mean parents yeah you know yeah you put the kids to bed and it's like your day starts yeah you know like (laughs) you start over yeah you know and then you live an entire day you know from 7 30 to you know midnight Mm -hmm. you know later yeah and I I mean like we were I was sharing earlier I mean, that was, it's just so, it was so typical for me to do that, especially in the beginning of motherhood, because I was so not used to like not having control over my day. Yeah. And like this little tiny baby was just running my life. And so at at night, and also Raul was gone. He was in his MBA program and, Mm -hmm. you know, in school and work. And so he was gone a lot. So I was just alone anyway at night and... I would eat all my meals at night because I didn't have time to think about that in the day. (laughs) And, you know, I would, I mean, yeah, I would, it would definitely buffer, be buffering in the middle of the night, just trying to like find some sort of normalcy in my life. Yeah. Through being alone. Yeah. And it's, it's so hard as a mother, I'm sure uh, most mothers would feel this of like, you're needing, you need to sleep when your kid is sleeping, especially when they're young, right? Like, because if you don't, when are you going to sleep? Because they're already yeah. probably waking up and disrupting your sleep and everything. But it's like they fall asleep and you want to just live your life yeah. rather than use that time to sleep. But when you don't, then you're yeah. even more sleep deprived, right? Well, it's definitely, I think that's like a big pain point for a lot of parents yeah. is like the sleep when your child sleeps thing. Yep. Because it's because then it's like, when am I going to when am I gonna do your laundry? When am I yeah. going to do all this? Because this yeah. child is screaming all day long and yeah. demanding of me. It's hard to get everything, you know? done when they're asleep but but also I don't think we're as a society not emphasizing the need the importance of sleep either you know no no. unless you follow Huberman then well yeah (laughs) it's like all he talks about right well sunlight and sleep I don't think the average person is following Huberman you know he's no I know but I don't know where was I recently where the person oh yeah there's like a person just randomly talking about Huberman and it's like so I think it's becoming a lot more commonplace it's like a bar yeah wasn't it (laughs) yeah (laughs) but anyway yeah I gosh because I that was just relatable to me with the sleep thing because yeah. of when we had the boys but so I can't even imagine because that's just going on for years for yeah. a lot of parents but yeah yeah it was it's and it's really hard to break these destructive cycles when you feel like they're holding you down mm-hmm. in some ways you know yeah which is I think a really interesting point part of these cycles that we have where they become like I don't know. For me, a lot of what I've looked at for the past and and even presently with destructive behaviors is that I think it's oftentimes when our lives feel very chaotic, I keep saying that word, um, but we as humans in general, like we just need a sense of like something that feels consistent and something that feels like what we can control. Yeah. And when I would stay up late, it felt like I could actually be in control of what I'm doing or whatever right and it was keeping me sane even though it was holding me back in so many ways you know yeah yeah I mean I I can definitely relate to that in a big way even even you know now it's like I look forward to knowing when I'm going to be alone you know later and I think part of it is also our personality um our need for alone time you know yeah it's probably greater than the average yeah for both of us yeah um but and i think part of it is also a a good a coping mechanism like coming from you know complex Mm -hmm. trauma background but it's um 
I mean, the need the need to just have some sort of control over your life and waiting until the every like the world has gone to bed, like yeah. feeling like that that that's finally your time to yeah. do that. Yeah. I mean, it's so relatable. And it's funny when the sun rises; it's almost like this psychological like pressure to yeah i mean obviously you have children that are like now like expecting <laughs> you have routines well, yeah. for your children not that they're but like their teachers are expecting them to show up at school and things like so there's demands that pull you but even if you don't have that or when they were young probably it's like the sun rises and you feel like oh my gosh i have to be productive i need yeah. to like perform and do a good job and all this pressure yeah. and i feel like when everyone's asleep that's so true yeah. we're like you can just yeah. you know fuck around and and bake things and do yeah. whatever you know and there's yeah. like do, who cares what you get done in the middle of the night you know everyone yeah. else is sleeping so that's so true yeah so i heard someone say recently that like sunny days are like have far too high of expectations or something yeah like increased like, productivity on yeah. sunny days versus not which yeah when i think about living in portland i'm like yeah i i swear i accomplished like half of what i would living yeah. here in phoenix yeah. just because i just it, this the cloudy weather it's always so maybe want to just like lay in bed and yeah listen to singer-songwriter music so it <laughs> <laughs> was my singer-songwriter era oh my gosh <laughs> I don't have one of those. So. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I don't know how you didn't get sucked in, though. Portland has such a strong influence. It's like so much of the vibe there. Or yeah. at least it was. Well, I think being outside of Portland, it helped because oh, yeah, I worked course. in Portland, but I lived in Hillsborough. Yeah, the burbs were suburbia. slightly different. Yeah, yeah. No, I was like sh- grocery shopping with the people who didn't shave their armpit. So. Yeah, I definitely wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> Not exaggerating. Yeah, <laughs> literally. The stereotypes are there for a reason. Well, I sh- I was I was like we're talking about my past destructive. Did you have anything you wanted to share from your past? Yeah, I and mean, then we'll bring it forward. Yeah, I would say sleep was definitely one like lack of sleep. Um, and then the other one that I was thinking about was, um, I mean, like rewarding. You know, like this belief system that like yeah. I need to reward myself for something in that day or like I deserve this Uh like I um you know using food usually to reward or even I mean spending money yeah I mean spending money even back then was was definitely a buffer for me because I had so little going on in my life aside from this child that Mm -hmm. I you know like I didn't I was trying to figure out how to be a mom and meet all of our needs and it just felt so hard to pinpoint what I needed you know and what she needed and um and so I would I mean spend money lots of money on Amazon ordering whatever trying to find some sort of joy you know yeah and it definitely would give me some joy for a minute and then you know, I ended up with all the stuff that we didn't <laughs> need. All this stuff. And I would sell it. And the bills. And yeah. Or like paying for it. Yeah. Having to pay. Yeah, it was a lot, a lot of money spent trying to figure out how to do our life, you know? Yeah. Um, And I would say that's probably like a self-destructing habit or trait that I have in general. I think that's like kind of carried on into present day. Um, Maybe not to that extent because yeah. I have true expenses that I need I need to buy yeah. things for these kids well but and, and myself, from all our conversations and, I feel like you have a very different level of awareness oh, about it yeah. than probably before where you were just like survival mode before yes yeah and but but it's it's something that I I definitely look to I mean I I like to have high quality groceries I like everything that I like is expensive <laughs> it's like nothing yeah. is cheap and so I don't even look anymore which is a problem you make me feel better because I've had that reputation all my life but yeah <laughs> you're, you're past me no <laughs> judgment because I'm in full support of people wanting quality things over cheap things like, yeah what is it buy nice things own them a long time yeah it's a great motto but yeah just just saying tongue-in-cheek thank you for liking nicer things than me (laughs) i mean i I, that would feel better that is shocking to me that you think nicer because i feel like you are like so skilled at finding really quality things yeah i mean this is this is a conversation we've had off and on lately where yeah i do appear to live a luxurious life i suppose but you know my bag 
I got it on TJ Maxx. <laughs> I know. My current purse. <laughs> and I like showed up to your house with my new Louie and you're like, oh, I'm uh, like, oh my gosh. I know. I don't need to have expensive bags. I just really enjoy No, them. I know. And you know what? I People are allowed to. Whatever brings you real joy. Yeah. We don't have to talk about <laughs> where you got your Louie. <laughs> Another left turn. Well, yeah. <laughs> I get creative. Yeah. See? Yeah. Resourcefulness when we like nice things. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, the, those are like, that's definitely an ex- example of something that I I have buffered with in the past, mm-hmm. like buying bags and, you know, ex- expensive bags that like, mm-hmm. you know, and that was before I even had children, you know, when I was not, I had, I mean, Raul was living in Portland working and I was living in Arizona by myself alone yeah well I lived with my parents but I was going to college and making my own money and I mean I was buffering with all kinds of stuff because nobody was like (laughs) monitoring my life you know sounds fun yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean I I had a similar period of time it was a while ago but yeah yeah, I would just be like, I'm a person who shops at Abercrombie, and that's what it was. That was like 20 years ago. Oh, really? Which 20 years ago, when I'm working one, two, jo- like just hustling, that's a really, it was really expensive. But I was like, it still is. I felt like I had something to prove, though. That's where that was coming from. So yeah, yeah. it probably still is. I don't know. I don't. I don't. They're still around, right? <laughs> they are. Yeah. Wow. I think they're having a comeback too. Oh, wow. I mean, I wouldn't know. They don't sell shit that I can wear. Yeah, probably me but... neither. Everyone that wears it. Always has been like stick, stick, stick straight. Yeah, yeah. Be real small. I mean, I would do things like if I really wanted expensive things, I would get a job there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I never worked. Why in I retail. worked to Victoria's Secret? Oh, wow. yeah. Because I, I wanted like really beautiful bras and underwear, and I wanted to like get a discount on the pink Why one. Why did you want really have a beautiful bras and underwear? Because I was a skank. Is that what? You're... <laughs> No, I wasn't expecting like you need to justify yourself. No, I just wanted to hear the answer. There's my answer. It's yeah, a good one. I love it. Mostly because well, I had a boyfriend. Yeah. Um anyway. Yeah. Bringing it back around. But I do love like the looking at the part of this conversation of a lot of these destructive behaviors, I think there's a bit of a theme within them. I mean, it definitely the like, we are just trying to get through life kind of thing. Yeah. But the what we deserve thing is always like, I love that part of the conversation because I think we do a lot of these things and we justify them by saying, I deserve this or that. Yeah. And I mean, I was certainly doing that in the examples I've given and in, in other ways with different other destructive behaviors with you know I don't know food choices I would make and things like that and uh it's uh it's just so interesting because now um and like we'll talk about it in a minute just where where we're at currently with different behaviors we have but I think that it's um to get through some of the stuff that I was doing before I had to reevaluate what I deserved Mm-hmm. and what that meant you know like what is that meme i know i've shared it more than once on instagram um but it's like you don't deserve i don't know cupcakes or something you deserve a life that you don't need to regularly escape, escape from. from yeah yeah and that that piece for me was a big part of changing you know, like breaking these patterns that I was in. It was like, I deserve a good night of sleep. I deserve to feed my body things that it's going to do well with, you know, and not disruptive and not keep me in these cycles of, you know, carb and or sugar addiction and things like that that I was feeding into with those patterns. Instead of versus looking at, I mean, I can think back many times where I'm, you know, in the Starbucks drive through and I'm like, I'm going to get a cake pop this time. Back in the day. Yeah, me too. I love those cake pops or the brownies. I the cake pops. Oh my gosh. I know. Every time you talk about the, um, it's like their McMuffin or whatever, right? Oh. But you'll get it without the, the bun. English muffin or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I used to, you know, I used to, it was like chai and one of those, which is just an English muffin and uh It's like the sausage Sausage cheddar. and 
like American cheese or something. Yeah, yeah. But the way they heat it up, and I don't know, it just it's so used to bomb. It. it was so good. Yeah. <laughs> but I, that would be my Starbucks orders. That that, and then a cake Good pop, you know. And, and I would get pop, so yeah. excited when they had the different seasonal cake pops. But oh, I know. I know. Yeah. I that's... mean, I and I I would do that like every day. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh my gosh, I should remember when. Yeah, for a year or two, <laughs> where where I was, and I was just like, I had to start my morning that way, you know. Oh, start your morning that way. Yeah. Yeah, because I would, you know, I dropped the boys off at preschool uh-huh. or what Xavier, whatever. But yeah, and then I would go through Starbucks drive through and and buffer shop and whatever, you know, go yep. to Target, Target, <laughs> walk I know. around and yeah. walk one around in the in a in the st- in the cart and whatever yeah and just be like so happy but it's crazy because I wasn't happy at all you know like the the difference between like the dopamine hit of that like temporary hit of pleasure versus like true sustainable joy and yeah 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 I mean it's so that's so true because the moment would end and you yeah pretty quickly (laughs) you're yeah it's over and you know that money is now gone yeah like you're probably still hungry yeah you know like I don't know if I drink a whole chai and that sandwich and a cake pop I would regret my decision yeah. fairly quickly yeah. just because I That's would just true. feel, it would just carb crash yeah. and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. But, like um, sh- the sugary stuff would always make me want to k- just keep eating, oh, okay. you know? Yeah. But it was, um, I mean, it, it was like a just a moment of, of joy and control, right? Like mm-hmm. feeling like, yeah, I have control over this moment. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy what I want. Yeah. Fuck it. I would kind of get into the, and I know I've talked a little bit about time orientation with you, but I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast, no, I don't think- but like getting into that like teenager mind, mm-hmm. you know, of like, like being rebellious and saying, yeah. fuck it, I'm going to do it because yeah. I want to, even though I know I shouldn't do this or yeah. like I shouldn't right. be doing this. Yeah. I would have a little bit of that same, probably almost exact same time orientation going back to teen years, but not from like a rebellious standpoint, more from like the deprived, yeah, <laughs> quote unquote, teen years. I mean, my, I mean, my family struggled financially quite a bit when I was a teenager, and we were eating like food storage because mm-hmm. the my parents were really and the religion I grew up in, the food storage was a big thing, so we had a lot of those like number 10 cans of food and so we'd eat that would be like you know reconstituted things for yeah. dinner and stuff like that and um just not you know people that went to starbucks seemed like they were like elite, elite. yeah <laughs> we both are like elite people yeah. um you know and obviously that was what 25 years ago for me and starbucks was pretty new mm-hmm. so I mean, we weren't supposed to drink coffee. (laughs) No coffee was allowed growing up anyways. But it just seemed like if you had the kind of money that now I feel like like feeding into the uh, our parents thing of like we could buy a house if we didn't buy lattes every day. Oh, my gosh. But still, like from the income level that we had to look at people that could actually justify going out to purchase food versus making it at home just felt like that was just not something I knew, you know? Like when I got my first job, started earning money, well, more like when I could drive at 17, I would just go to Jack in the Box. So definitely like time orientation thing going back to like, oh my gosh, I have money, I can spend it, I can spend it eating out. And that uh, means I'm elite, yeah, you know, yeah. going able to being able to go to Starbucks. Yeah. yeah. Which I is guess. funny because now I kind of poo-poo on Starbucks. Yeah, really. Even though you're I still support them. them. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, <laughs> you're the latte that or like the drink that you would get at Provision is like $4 more than Starbucks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm so elite. Wow. But yeah, it was very yeah. much that back in the day. Yeah. I mean, I was doing these things in high school like that was I mean my when my mom passed away it was like you know here's my dad would just give us money you know because he didn't know how to be dad and how to be a parent easier to just give you guys money yeah so Mm -hmm. he would give us money and we would go and you know I would do Starbucks all the time I'd go and meet up with my girlfriends and you know at Starbucks at eight o'clock at night you know like those cool girls that I was wanting to be (laughs) (laughs) But like, that's kind of the irony, right? Is like, we were miserable. Like we were very sad. And, you know, we were, we were hurting teenagers that were trying to 
remedy this hurt with some other habit you know with sugar yeah sugary drinks and i mean caffeine it it was like it did give community because we would you know we would see the same people at starbucks and we meet up with our friends and it was it felt like we were a part of something I think that's something that positive that did come from it. But yeah. aside from that, I mean, <laughs> I have continued to live out my need for Starbucks <laughs> to this day. This day yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I have nothing I do, to I show do. for it except for like a freaking obsession. Over I was coffee. like, wait, you can look at, well, let's look at the app and see how many points you've earned <laughs> over the years. Over the years. Yeah. Seriously. No, no. And I, I definitely still have some of that myself, you know, yeah. and I think we, we talked about it recently where I was like, it's, it's more it's not just starbucks specific it is just coffee shops right i've been trying really hard this month (laughs) recently (laughs) like i don't get credit for a long running stretch but i have not stopped or gone out for coffee i'm trying to think like how many times i have done it this month once that's twice very sad life Okay. <laughs> You're like keep your self-destructive behaviors, Please. guys, yeah. because without them, life might not might not be worth living. No, I just was spending too much getting yeah. coffee out, and I, I have like so many ways to make coffee yeah. at my house. Same. You know, I, thanks to you, my Nespresso, an actual espresso machine I can pull shots with, French yeah. press. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> For Sigmatic, I might try. But yeah, so I've, I've been working on kind of just mm-hmm. like having it, you know, it's just a, it's, it's, I don't know, we have like a moderating pleasure conversation, I think is intertwined in this a little bit because there's in a lot of these things that we do, I think that they're only self-destructive because of the degree that we take them to right yeah like, that's a good point staying up late and baking yeah. is not bad on right. its face right it's just the fact that like yeah i started to need that on such a consistent basis or like going to coffee shops or whatever like there is good yeah. in all of these things that's such a good point because it's it's true that there is i mean i i genuinely like when you were talking you were talking about somebody that you had interacted with recently that was like totally poo-pooing on coffee shops oh yeah like I felt like personally oh, right. like attacked <laughs> I know. because I am I mean I, coffee is is kind of like a just one of those simple joys of life for yeah, me you know same. for us yeah um but it's it's also like there's there's a lot of there's just a lot of joy to be found in in have like in like slowing down and mm-hmm. like having a cup of coffee like there's so yeah. many elements to an experience of drinking coffee exactly maybe not Starbucks no like, <laughs> this is not the same experience no we're not no. talking about frappuccinos here oh. but like <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's more just um yeah like you said like this like this constance and also this like feel of like dependency on that yes, for joy exactly you yeah know? and that's yeah where the moderating pleasure thing i think comes in because when you start to be a lot more conscientious about you know why you're doing the thing yeah. and what you're getting out of it and like not having a dependence on it because when you remove the dependence mm-hmm. and you are i think like for me personally, deriving more of my true joy away from these behaviors, you know, from things like genuine friendship, from keeping my word to myself, sticking with certain goals, like things like that now are places where I get my sustenance for myself and my ongoing joy. And then going to a coffee shop is just like a bonus on top of that, you know, And and then the pleasure is actually greater for me you know yeah. if it's selective like i was watching you drink the provision shaker auto oh. and it's 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 just uh what is it it's their their coffee yeah and cream like actual heavy uh-huh. cream and honey honey and cinnamon and cinnamon on top super yeah. simple but it was like coveting it and i made my yeah. own and it was fine but it was still not like from a desperate place, but like from like a super appreciative place. And yeah. I think that's where, why I say like Starbucks, yeah, I'll still go there. But when it comes to truly, like you said, slowing down and experiencing something 
that's like <laughs> said magical. A really good coffee drink it is, is kind magical. of magical, though, right? It is. And the way that provision is, and and some other places that we go here in town, it's like yeah. it's very thoughtful the it way is. that they put their drinks together. Yeah. And so then it just feels heightened, you know, when we're reaching for this stuff uh, perpetually every single day or whatever it is, you know. Yeah. To the level that it can become destructive, it's you know you're not going to find the same nowhere near the joy no. is completely dulled from that and it just has you chasing i think more and more trying to get that feeling yeah i find i find myself now and i've i've been breaking this habit over the last couple of weeks but i've been finding myself um just like autopilot driving to starbucks after picking the kids up from school mm-hmm. and it's like this coping mechanism because i'm you know an hsp a highly sensitive person for those that are not as familiar and I'm, I mean, the kids get in the car and they're like unloading their day. And it is like, it is a lot of yelling. It's a lot yeah. of fighting. It's like, we're just. Yeah. Everyone, all this energy contained <laughs> yeah. in your vehicle. Yeah. And it's like this, how am I going to get through this afternoon? Like, yeah. how am I going to keep myself chill? I need a moment. I need a little moment in my mm-hmm. hand to like mm-hmm. maybe dull some of the chaos in my brain. Yeah. Um and I mean, it's it doesn't help at all, especially if you get caffeinated. It just amps you up more. <laughs> yeah. And so I have been being a lot more aware of this habit versus it actually being some joy that I'm getting from it. It's truly not yeah. joyous, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I was doing something similar with uh, not kid related or whatever, getting through the afternoon, but like surrounding my workouts. That was so commonly the association. If I was at a really early workout, you know, hiking first thing or something, I would do it beforehand to like get me to the hike. Yeah. Or if it was, you know, later or whatever, and I had already worked out and I'm never usually like that hungry right after I work out, like I need some time after it would just be like, I'm going to get a coffee on the way home or whatever yeah, I'm driving yeah. to my house or you know it yeah it would just be this association that I had with like wanting it's always the it just feels like a treat right yeah treat yeah. uh oh there's, there's that word yeah treating but really torturing yeah yeah um okay well um you were talking about stuff for yourself right now do you have anything else you were thinking about sharing about patterns you're working on breaking right now well that starbucks one would be definitely probably the top one right now i mean i'm like i've talked about in past um episodes you know where i'm like in full like no so i'm trying to prioritize myself in general and Mm -hmm. that's like a habit that i've created of just coasting in life you know and hoping for the best i've been so like I mean cliche word but like very blessed that I have not had a lot of major health issues most of my life all my life and so it's not really working out anymore (laughs) coasting and so I have to be more intentional and that has led me to reflect on like all aspects of of our life you know and so I, I would say many of you know the slowing down the simplifying um and um I think just being more more mindful about what I'm spending my time doing and what is truly important Mm -hmm. to me in the in this moment so or in this time of my life yeah and um that has like led me to shed quite quite a most of it is just belief systems honestly like Mm -hmm. really self-deprecating belief systems about life and myself and motherhood and we're okay yeah I mean because I know you I know how a lot of how that's looked because just uh it's very energetic like how you're going about the day and how much things stress you out and everything that's what you're speaking to yeah 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 Yeah. and just you know like we've talked about in the past not to be super repetitive right Mm -hmm. but lowering expectations Mm -hmm. and um you know i have i am someone that i have extremely high expectations for myself and those around me it can be very hard (laughs) to meet them um for anyone maybe this is why we're friends yeah (laughs) yeah it's caused a lot of 
trouble in my life. Yeah. You know, and yeah. And so, I mean, for myself and for those that are in my life, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. and so the crushing weight of our expectations. Yeah. I mean, it's and it's I think a lot of that, you know, again, complex trauma, like it is just so typical for people that have, you know, complex trauma. I'm speaking for myself, you know, to be this way because that was what was expected of us as, as children, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and so I have, you know, it's continuing to be a theme in my life, even though I'm, you know, almost in my mid thirties. Well, it is, is 34 mid thirties. Well, dude. Ish. <laughs> um, You've got it. You're not even at your half birthday. No, I'm, so okay yeah that's true um but yeah it's still very present so just trying to shed myself of those because i do not want to pass them down like yeah i want that to stop here yeah and that's gonna be hard because i can't control my husband yeah. but controlling it for myself um is a big one it's a big one for me allowing imperfection yeah in our lives day to day yeah and and also just you know I mean, I don't want to get too far deep into this conversation because mm-hmm. it's we just recorded an episode on it. <laughs> we, we did, yeah. Um, simplifying, yeah. So I mean, but it's you know also just simplifying meals, simplifying. Um, I want everything to be homemade, and I want everything to be perfectly, you know, just all the all the beautiful ingredients, organic, la 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 la, and like it can be a lot to keep up with, and think i'm getting to a point where it's just not i can't keep up with all of it like i'm picking and choosing what's important and yeah so would you put that stuff or like the just your approach in because i don't really see that as self-destructive but maybe a destructive like pattern expectation expectation you know having yeah yeah i mean it's destructive only because it's I can't put a hundred percent on everything, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. and because I'm, you know, us like mothers and, you know, a lot of even people without children that are, you know, just caring for themselves and other people. I mean, it's, it is a lot to mm-hmm. expect that you're a hundred percent going to be, uh, you're going to be a hundred percent for yourself and for all of these people, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And in order for me to be able to put more energy into the supplements and, you know, moving my body more, yeah. um, you know, shedding some of these excuses that maybe I've had for, you know, keeping me from, from more movement. Yeah. Um, it's I, I need to to take energy from somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's not not saying like we're going to McDonald's for dinner. Like <laughs> I am not no, trying to normalize that. No, um, I'm more trying but to normalize store about mashed potatoes. Yeah, more exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not going to be making my own mashed potatoes. Like, yeah, I'm probably not going to be pureeing any delicious root vegetables anytime soon. Like that is just probably not. What about happen. the BRG cauliflower? Man, it is delicious. <laughs> it really is. I made it last year. No, I mean, don't ask me the last time I made that <laughs> my own recipe. But like, it's freaking good. <laughs> well, I mean, I I made this ch- white chicken chili last night. Like, and normally I'm like, I'm like babying that chicken. Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to baby chicken, you know. Mm-hmm. But like, I may have this process that makes it really delicious and tender. But this I, last night, I went to Costco and I got a freaking rotisserie chicken. <laughs> wow. Like I was like, I'm just gonna do rotisserie in this one. We're Those gonna be okay are with this. Huge. Kidding. They are huge, They're but huge. I mean, I need to you feed a lot, a lot of people. I mean, yeah, those ones are giant, but and I have a lot of leftovers, but. And then I I made those biscuits <laughs> that <laughs> everyone's recipe before. Yeah, I did make Pamela's. The, <laughs> they were Pamela's <laughs> bag of biscuits, which like I'm not proud of, <laughs> but like Whatever. it was it was like the equivalent of like you know maybe a cornbread vibe and yeah. it was delicious okay. and i i did make the brown butter ghee myself so mm-hmm. we got balance we got balance <laughs> but i guess you know maybe it, this doesn't fit on the same spectrum of the other self-destructing yeah. tip like habits but i was destroying myself over it you know my stress yeah. level was reflecting that yeah so. well and i think you know, grouping in like what is what is a self-destructive behavior, trying to define that. It's like going back to how we started. It's it's what's the where's the shame? You know, what yeah. shame are you carrying? Right. 
about whatever, you know, how you're living your life, you know, yeah. what do you have shame about? And I think that comes about because we we know when we're doing things or thinking in a way or behaving in a way that just isn't serving us, you yeah. know, but we don't know how to change it or we don't want to. And, you know, maybe do better by ourselves. And does that does that sound right? <laughs> do better yeah. by ourselves. Yeah. Um, for yourself. For yourself. For, yeah. yeah. And that, you know, that's like shame that we carry around about, you know, who we are. And, um, you know, as, as you were talking, I was thinking a bit about, you know, myself presently. And but the struggle has come for me at times with being 40 and single and um, feeling like my life has purpose and worth. And I think, you know, you get married young, trying to have kids, foster kids, whatever, growing up in the culture, how I was raised, it was like, and I don't think I'm unique in this, that like you hit these mile markers and that makes it so that your life is meaningful, right? And if you're on a different path and, you know, I've, I've surely taken a very different and winding path than was expected of me, but to maintain my own belief in myself on my own path um, becomes a struggle at time. And, you know, I'm super grateful for you and my other good friends that like help remind me that there is a purpose in me being there. But um, and I don't mean for this to sound like super dark. It's just like day in and day out going along, going along alone um, can make it tricky at times mm -hmm. to like, you know, we, you and I have talked about this when, you know, right. life does feel harder and um, respective to whatever, like life ebbs and flows. But we've talked about how, you know, you have children and a husband that like force you out of bed yeah. and get you going and moving, you know. And so um, I think also specific for me to the nature of my work and my business that I can get into these mindsets of like, you know, if life feels a little bit harder or whatever, that it's not it doesn't matter if I show up, you know, online or whatever, or put a lot of effort in. Um, and that's just it's all it's all mindset, you know that I have to work to believe that what I'm doing matters and therefore I matter and, you know, not having. So there's there's little things that weave in and out on a regular basis. I don't I can't really think of anything that's that specific, but I know that like hiding a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. running not, like I, I think we were talking about before we started, like, I don't know if you've really even noticed like, it like this year has been um difficult and I know that you know that but I don't know if you've noticed me like hiding and that used to be a stronger thing that I did than I do now that I work yeah. I work on I notice when it's happening but um yeah definitely still going on and I'll just stay busy just stay busy with other things yeah that aren't necessarily moving me forward right but make you feel productive in the moment rather than putting yourself out there and being big you know yeah well and it's it's a, again vulnerable right it's a mm -hmm. vulnerable place to be in life and it's vulnerable to be like you said big to be out yeah. there and be big and yeah. to show up authentically yeah um and staying busy i mean there's yeah um, and there's a lot of overlap that i can see for myself from past behaviors to present where like when i was staying up late and that kind of buffering it was there was always an underlying thought of like it doesn't matter if I don't try harder it doesn't matter if I keep these patterns going you know why does it matter you know who does it matter to you know why bother being bigger or better you know and I think that it's really easy to kind of get into those cycles in times of our lives you know so it's just a different flavor of it for me now where like I inherently know how much I matter a lot stronger than I did back then because I take care of myself and I respect myself and all of that. But when we're talking about being even bigger, if um, I want to ask you a vulnerable question and you can uh, answer <laughs> sure. it if you don't want to. If I don't like it, I'll just edit it out. Yeah. If I'm the editor. <laughs> well, I w I'm wondering how shame comes into this conversation for you. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm totally fine with answering that. Um I think because I mean there's definitely a part of it that's like type A perfectionist that gets like yeah. messy because it's like 
I have shame over not, you know, hitting bigger goals or, yeah. you know, showing up yeah. as well as what other people that I see showing up online or things like that and that comparison thing. So that happens. But so I don't know how much of it is the type A versus like expectation of myself. But there's, yeah, I I know we've talked in past episodes about, you know, like the episode about being a boss bitch where mm-hmm. I kind of talked through how I like the pace that I move at. Yeah. And it's very deliberate. And at the same time, I still feel societal pressure, pressure on myself, whatever, that there's, you know, I'm not. I haven't hit certain landmarks, you know, or I haven't, I mean, there's, this goes in throughout, I mean, everything that I was sharing a moment ago with like being 40 and single and deciding to be proud of that, you know, and I certainly am in, I mean, you know me, I'm in that energy quite often, right? Like I enjoy how much alone time I have and the autonomy that I have and all of that. So it's not like I truly have like deep shame about being single or not being a millionaire or whatever it is. But there is this like low grade shame on, you know, what I might, you know, it's it's just it's small, but it's there. It's still present of like where I maybe should be or how I should be performing. Right. Yeah. Which I think, I don't know, I'm just presuming is like fairly common for a lot of women, Um, probably men too, but, Mm -hmm. you know, just the expectations that we can, (laughs) I guess it just goes to what you were just saying with like removing the expectations on ourselves and giving ourselves more grace. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that song, can you share (laughs) the song? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. It's like giving me life. This yeah. Week. yeah. I mean, the Adele song, Go Easy on Me, it's 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 a song that I think she wrote to a partner that she was getting divorced from. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, maybe, I don't know, probably a year ago or so, I started to sing that song to myself. And today, um, Angela brought up to me, or yesterday, yesterday yeah. that you started like doing the same thing and I, yeah. and um maybe didn't see my stories that I shared about it. I was saying, yeah, well, beginning um, of this where we were joking about. Yeah. <laughs> I watch your stories, I swear, but yeah. I didn't remember that you had shared that yeah. whatever a year ago. And I do watch your stories, but I think I was voxering you about um workout yeah. and my expectations of myself around my workouts because I've been going fairly easy on my workouts and working out a lot and just trying not to beat myself up <laughs> about yeah. Yeah. the intensity and I was just sharing that with with you that I've been because I heard this really great cover of it not that the Adele version is not good but I just really like yeah. this cover and yeah it's I just singing it to myself <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? and I mean if you, reading even just reading those lyrics I know um and putting like speaking to yourself about it right I know. like I get yeah. tears in my eyes just not thinking no, about I it no I try I, when, I was voxering you and I'm like I, I can't even say these words without starting to cry yeah, yeah. like the especially that was just a child part I know. Yeah. It's powerful stuff. So yeah, I mean yeah. that's that's kind of a, a motto that I'm I'm taking a lot more seriously in this yeah. season of life of going yeah. easy on myself and and on, you know, people around us that we love and mm-hmm. um and you know, that includes the shame surrounding any of these habits or any of these tendencies we have too. Yeah. I I think we probably all have a person or two that we would like to send that song to, (laughs) right? I can think of a handful of them in my life. Um, And it's, it's just feels very interwoven to me with these patterns that we have that we would like to break and why it's happening. And, you know, you kind of spoke to like the, why this stuff is happening and the, the trauma that we might've experienced that's kind of driving these certain behaviors for us. And rather than like, angrily sending that song to people and expecting that you know better treatment or whatever and you can't even rewind time because a lot of this is like from the past um just to give it to ourselves first is like something I'm really practicing as hard as I can you know and I mean with you know obviously inner child stuff but Mm -hmm. the giving your you know the 14 year old self yeah. Or 15 or whatever exactly. age resonates. Like, give her give her a hug. Tell mm-hmm. her she's doing okay. Yeah. Go easy on her. 
Well, <laughs> if we keep going, we might stop. <laughs> <laughs> Go get a tissue. Yeah. Um, but thank you guys for being with us with this conversation. Um, it was a vulnerable one for maybe, us. Maybe yeah, yeah. it was like a little bit harder for, of, of our recent topics, but... Um, we really appreciate you guys tuning in and supporting us yes. as we share. And please give us a rating. Yeah. Please. It's so easy. Just, you know, hit the five stars yeah. if you feel we deserve it. If you don't, maybe send us a message instead. <laughs> yeah, uh, please. <laughs> and let us know your feedback. Don't even bother. Um, but yeah, it's that simple on both Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So if you like it, leave us a review. We do have a new review on Spotify. I noticed. We went from eight reviews to nine reviews. This is I don't good know news. Who I that was. Know. I know. I was like, are you telling people? Because I have stopped telling people. I have stopped telling people. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, we'd appreciate it. It helps us grow. And keep doing this. So anyway, thank you guys for we'll being here. We'll see you here. guys next week. Bye. Bye.